0: It didn't listen to me. It walked out of the thicket. It turned around and looked at me. They
1: looked up, and in this tree, there was a monkey man. And the monkey man jumped down out of the tree and started running away. And suddenly, they're right in front of the car. He slams on the brakes and manages to stop. Skidding because at that point you know, and um, graveling. And for literally for about a second and a half, they just stood there because they don't know where to go. And you tell them panicking, you know, they're like roof their, their their face is like twitching.
2: back to bigfoot society a podcast where we focus on cryptids the strange and the unexplained of this world if you've got a story or something weird to share send an email over to me at bigfootsociety at gmail.com and if you'd like to support this show head on over to patreon.com forward slash the bigfoot society and now on with the show All right, Bigfoot Society, we've got the pleasure of talking to a new friend on the phone tonight here. Uh, We've got uh, Jeff calling in, and uh, he is calling in to talk to us about some things that he has uh, experienced. Uh, How's it going, Jeff?
0: Great. Thanks for having me.
2: You got it, yeah. Uh, I believe ran into you over on uh, Facebook, correct? Correct, yep. All right, so uh, I'll let you go ahead, and uh, I might ask you some questions along the way, but uh, I'll let you go ahead and uh, start where you'd like to, Jeff.
0: Sure. Well, I'm a 49-year-old, pretty average guy. I live in central New Hampshire, Um I've been with my partner for 20-plus years. We have two two children together. I'm a carpenter, builder in the area. I ski, snowboard, bike, skateboard. I'm an avid solo hiker, strictly solo. I love history, anything Civil War, World War II, Vietnam, anything like that. Big, big buff. Love archaeology. Uh, could be zo- cryptozoology, of course. Anything weird, paranormal, ghosts. Just love it all. I've fallen down the rabbit hole, you know, pretty much of all of it. And I, I grew up in the southwestern New Hampshire in a small town called Marlborough, which uh, is a is a bit of a hot spot, come to find out. Over the years, but uh recently, there has been a documentary that came out about the area, which has sparked my interest even more, you know, of course, but it started when I was for me the whole bigfoot interest started when I was about four years old when my family went and saw the movie. Sasquatch le- legend of Bigfoot at the drive-in in Keene, New Hampshire, and that really started it for me. I like was taken back by it all. You know, it really scared me. It was stuck with me through the years, and it was so vivid. It just took took a huge interest in it, and it wasn't. But a year later, after I saw that movie, and I was a five-year-old, I was out wandering in the woods, out past our local cemetery. And I was five years old, not supposed to be wandering around the woods by myself, of course. But found myself way out farther than I should have been. But I knew those woods and really wasn't scared made it out about a quarter mile past the cemetery and felt so comfortable that I, you know, I found this brook that I decided to take my shoes and socks off and soak my feet in the brook. You know, I felt so comfortable out there. Like that's how I felt, thought nothing of it, you know, it wasn't, Like maybe 30 seconds later after I got my feet into the water, I was just overwhelmed with a feeling of dread and that I was going to die. It was just absolute fear, huge. Now that I look back now, it was like a huge anxiety attack. But whether it was, you know, me feeling that maybe I was a little lost out in the woods, but I wasn't because I knew exactly where I was. But this was something that stuck with me through the years. I threw my shoes and socks on as quick as I could. I didn't run. I walked out of there. I'd take two three, two, three steps, look back. Two, three steps, look back the whole way. All the way till I got to the cemetery. And that's when, when I hit the cemetery, I felt like, you know, I got in an open area. I got out of the woods, that's when I felt a little bit, you know, more comfortable and the fear started going away. But it really uh, stuck with me through the years that I felt driven out of the woods. You know, I I saw nothing, smelt nothing. But this, this overwhelming fear that hit me, like I've never experienced it since. I really haven't, it's something that's stuck with me through the years. And uh, it being in Marlborough, the through the years I've uh, researched through the internet and stuff and come across that uh, old accounts from Marlborough, of the Marlborough monkey. And, uh, from John Horrigan, actually, which I just listened to you, uh, your podcast with him. It was great. And, uh, which I reached out to him a few years ago and he was gracious enough to, uh, share with me all of his files and stuff on that. It was excellent. Loved it. Can't thank of him enough. But I, could not shake that from me. It really stuck with me through the years, and and, and it will not ever leave me. You know, it was something that was like the worst anxiety attack I've ever had, and I'm someone who suffers from anxiety and depression, and this is something that it will never forget ever. I ran home. As soon as I got you know out of out of the cemetery, I ran and got to my house, and I told nobody. I told nobody what I did out there because you know I was out in the woods. And I shouldn't have been out there, and they wouldn't have you know would never let me back out there again. You know,
2: <laughs> that's that's such a fascinating uh, story. Did you did you know anyone that has seen, um, had a sighting of the Marborough monkey? I'm just Curious about that as well. Well,
0: we'll come to find out, you know, after years, I talked to my brother about it, and he's like, Yeah, he knew of a couple of people in that same, not far from where I was. And he himself was growled at out hiking out there with his girlfriend. Really? He said it was like the deepest growl, it was like an earthquake. And so that's what he kind of shrugged it off because he didn't want to panic his girlfriend at the, time, at the time. And he just said, "Out, you know." She was like, "What was that?" And he was like, "Oh, it's just like an earthquake or something, you know." And like he he knew it was no earthquake, and he said it was the loudest, deepest growl you could imagine, you know. Hmm. And that was not that was not a mile from where I was. Oh, wow. Have, yeah, it was, have you ever
2: gone back to that uh, same spot again as an adult?
0: Yeah, I was, I was just out there last year. I took my family up to the cemetery because I grew up next to the cemetery. I drive by that house now and again to the house I grew up in go out to the cemetery and I happened to just walk out to, you know, I stopped, I walked out to the woods a little ways and I wanted to keep going, but I didn't have the time, but sure. Yeah. I wanted to go out there and go to that brook again. Cause that brook goes to, I, we'd gone out there before. That brook goes up to a uh, old spring house that had, like this, a clapped, collapsed spring house. It's all dilapidated and it's all into the, brook itself you know Mm. that that was probably where I was going at the time you know but I hadn't quite made it I made it to the brook and I was like oh I'll just soak my feet (laughs) and that was like the feeling of dread that's Mm. like that's what stuck with me dread like I'm gonna die like right then in there and that's when I like threw my shoes and socks on and I like, I didn't, I just had the sense enough as a kid, I don't know how, but I was like, don't run. So I knew it was bear country. This is, New Hampshire's bear country.
1: Oh you know? sure, yeah.
0: You can't go nowhere, you can't go nowhere without seeing a bear. Hmm. So I was like, I knew not to run for some reason. I was like, smart enough. I like didn't run, I would, but I would take two, three steps. Look behind me two, three steps. Look behind me, you know. Like, wasn't until like after I started researching in like 2003, 2004 that I like made the connection hmm. of like I could have been zapped, you know, like something could oh, have totally. scared me out of there without me knowing it, you know. Wow.
2: Hmm. Have you uh, ever reached out to the uh, you're talking about the Marlboro Monkey documentary, correct? Uh, Correct. Did you Have you ever uh, reached out to Carrick St. Laurent
0: as well? I actually met him okay, cool. a couple of years ago. Good, good. And I uh, just didn't actually, I, he didn't ask me, you know, so I didn't, it was kind of a quick meeting. Mm. But no, I, I think he was probably in the midst of making it right then. I think
2: he said. Yeah, would have would have been about that time, I think. But oh man, that's that's so so interesting. Yeah, John is John Horgan was such a cool guy to talk to. He's the nicest guy. Uh mm-hmm. could have talked to I mean, I could have talked to him for another few hours about his UFO uh investigations he did. We we barely got into that. That guy has been to every major UFO hotspot. Um uh, over the last few
0: years, we have like everything in common as far as that stuff is concerned. You know, like, yeah, even hockey. You know,
2: <laughs> right? Yeah, like the
0: Bruins, UFOs. Yeah, yeah. Um, I love it all. The account he speaks of—that his report of his account of the uh, Marlboro monkey—is
1: hmm.
0: in the is, is in the Marlboro quarry, and I've been there several times. Hmm. just because I heard that report, you know? And I've been there, you know, just for fun to go in there before I even knew that too. Sure. It's pretty neat place. Did
2: you notice anything out of the ordinary when you were in there?
0: No, no, it's, it's, it's just old, it's an old stone quarry, you know?
2: Yeah, uh, growing up in Northfield, uh, I wasn't into Bigfoot and stuff uh, as a kid or teenager enough to, you know, go looking and things like that. And so I find out now that it's actually, you know, it was close to a a relatively big hotspot with the Marlboro monkey. It it just blew me away when I first found that out from Carrick. But it's very cool for you guys. It's
0: Pretty neat. There's once you get digging, there is some reports in the area in Marlboro, but they're like you know, class B, I believe, you know, stuff like that.
2: If you ever hear sound of any uh, Bigfoot stuff from like the Northfield. Mass Winchester, New Hampshire area. You know that area? I'd be really interested if it ever comes across your plate. Just uh, hit
0: me up. Not that area. Yeah, I've never seen I've anything. Seen, I, I've seen a footprint in uh, in Columbia, New Hampshire. In, oh, cool. Oh, yeah. by uh, Colebrook. Yep, yeah, I know Colebrook's wild,
2: area. dude. I've been up there a lot as a as yep. a younger kid. It's a uh, quite the area. Yeah, that was
0: probably. Two thousand four-ish, I mm. I was out uh we me and a friend were fishing in a pond. He let me off to go so I could go uh answer the call in nature.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> but he left me he dished me off on the uh it's a snowmobile trail that comes off of the 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 lake right there, the pond. And uh so I walked up the trail a little ways and then the And where the tracks, the snow, snow wheel tracks, you know, were were dug into the mud, Mm. there was a clear, definite footprint mashed straight into the ski track. (sighs) Yeah, there's, there's in this, you know, you know, I put all my fingers in the footprints. Okay. You know, and. So it was smashed into the mud. So where if this was a barefoot, the claws most certainly would have shown. There was mm. just no way it could not have. Like, it was like six inches down in the rut of the ski track, you know? Wow. And I put, you know, I'd put all my fingers in the foot track and it was a good six eight plus wide. Crazy. It's huge. Mm. And, my buddy would not get out of the, the canoe to come look at it. He's <laughs> <laughs> <just> like, nah, <laughs> he that's win. all you. <laughs> like, you got to come look at this. He's like, nope. nope. I'm staying right here. <laughs> like,
2: nope. That's funny, man. Good
0: stuff. Good stuff. Was like, There's no way there's, uh, you know, somebody out here walking barefoot. It oh. was a rainy, cold weekend. Wow. Like, there's no way. You know. That's crazy. And it was, I, there was no way it was a bear track. There was just no way. Like, all winter, I've been... Seeing really crazy orbs, and that's the latest thing that I've been going through. Okay, I cannot explain. It's pretty wild.
2: In um, in Marlboro area or Keene
0: or no, no, right, right in my in central New Hampshire where I live. Oh wow, Moltenboro. Crazy. Uh,
2: down I, close. I to I you don't know what or? to make of that. I've,
0: uh, well, some of them, most of them have been what I call like high flyers. Oh. They look to be, they look almost like a satellite, but they're not. They probably would guess like maybe in the five to 10,000 foot range, you know. Interesting. In the altitude, you know, hmm. red, uh, uh, rainbow orbs is what I call them. Really? They just flash every flash, every color of the rainbow. And I've seen probably 15 to 20 of them, like all winter. And I just don't know what to make of it. I am just taking my dog for a walk out in the morning and at night, and I see him, you know?
2: I've heard of a lot of really, I mean, right now, there's all sorts of weird stuff going on up in the skies, but... I have heard of uh one of my friends got a report from the Swansea area that there was a sighting of something flying over. This was last week or the week before when all that stuff was going on. Um
0: was uh, it the uh the Starlink? Cuz I had I had happened to see that go over. I got the video of it and everything.
2: Uh Jeff supposedly per the witness Uh, And this is on TikTok, so it's out in public. Uh, My friend Bethany took the report, but uh, supposedly someone was driving through Swansea and they saw a large object fly over and two jets uh, fly after it. And then they shot it down and they saw it fall behind a mountain in a ball of fire and a bunch of other cars saw it too because they almost went off the road. Now, keep in mind, this is like just a witness report on TikTok. So that might not be very uh, reputable, but I mean, it's very interesting. It's interesting. It's been happening
0: a lot. I I know. That's been happening a lot. It seems
2: like, yeah. So if you hear anything like that, you know, let me know. Definitely anything that can, uh, you know, back that up. But the thing is that we didn't, she hasn't gotten any more info I believe that you know verifies that from any other sources so but it's an interesting story so that randomly happened in
0: Swansea New Hampshire right that's that's pretty cool yeah I, I love hearing that, the extra accounts like that
1: mm-hmm.
0: I just moved and I, I, moved, I, I live in uh, what I call the Ossipie Triangle oh yeah it's there's been all sorts of random odd stuff here. Bigfoot from Bigfoot to UFOs, you know, the, the orbs that I see, you, mm. you name it. It's all been seen here. And I just moved right to the base of the mountains right here, just over the winter. So I'm like right at the base of the Ospie Mountains right now. Oh, wow. So hopefully, you uh, know, things, well, I've already, since I've moved, I've seen one one of the orbs. But before I moved, I, that's when I saw the majority of them
1: over
0: by, over by a lake I lived near. But when I travel, I used to commute up the road up along the the Osprey mountains here and, uh, on route 25. Uh And that's where I've seen several, several, uh, Red orbs, right on the roadside. Wow! Cars driving by, everything like <sighs> not <nothing. laughs> like nobody cared, not a care in the world. It seems you know, like am I only one seeing this? You know, like, <laughs> so just, right. just recently, I was I took my daughter, I took my daughter shopping. <clears throat> on the way back, I was like, kind of tell her, I was like. It's like, remember, I've told you, I saw some weird lights in this area. Before I could say that, I look up and there's three orbs. I'm not kidding. Sitting on top of the telephone pole. Really? The cross member of the telephone pole. Yeah. Right next to each insulator on the wire. Wow. A red orb sitting. Like I thought they were Christmas lights at first. Because it was just before Christmas. It was just a couple days before Christmas. Oh wow! And then I was like driving by and looking up at him, I'm like, and I see him moving. I'm like, "Those are not Christmas lights." I'm, like, I'm like, i like, my had my daughter with me. I'm like, I'm not stopping. I cannot stop. <laughs> That's wild. I, can't, I don't want her to see this. I don't yeah, want to yeah, see this yeah. yeah. That's hard on a was, little kid. Yeah. It was high strangeness. It was oh, yeah. high strangeness, without a doubt. Man. And it was like right around dusk, cars driving by, nobody stopping or nothing like. Huh. So that that area in particular, I've seen those 3, they're sitting on the telephone pole. And then I saw one directly across the street that was just scattering around up in the treetops, like the trees weren't there one morning. Wow, bright red, orange, Softball size or it was like the trees weren't even there for it like it was just it was incredible that was like a fifteen or a twenty second sighting of that like mm. didn't know what to make of it. I still don't you know all of them I don't know what to make of all of them I've seen so many now that I feel like I'm getting picked on you know <laughs> right yeah they they know who to
2: who to come after. Well, and you're my guy for, for high strangeness in Southern New Hampshire. No doubt, man, you're really seeing some crazy stuff out there, Jeff.
0: I don't know if it's cause, you know, I've opened myself up, sure. you know, I've fallen down the rabbit holes, you know, I've oh, really yeah. took an interest in so many things. Mm-hmm. I don't know if and I've heard of that many times on many podcasts, you know, you know, people that take interest seem to experience more. You sure. Know? That
2: is true. I think that they start looking for, for certain things and you got to be careful what you start looking at because, uh, well, we'll leave it there, but Jeff, it's been a fun, fun chat with you. I appreciate you calling up yep. and uh, letting me know about your experiences. And if you, Happen to have anything else weird happen, uh, please get in touch and uh, we we'll, might do a follow-up in the future. At least keep in touch through Facebook. So
0: Absolutely. Thank you, Jeff. I appreciate your time. Thank you.